The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. In this video, we are going to discuss Chaos, who usually features in Greek mythology as the Great Void, the first entity to exist. But as we'll see, there were other versions too, including being the offspring of Kronos, Kronos the primordial personification of time, not Kronos the Titan King, being the undifferentiated agglomeration of matter and energy that was harnessed to shape the universe, and being the lower layer of air that encases the earth. The best known account of the Greek creation myth comes from Theogony, written by the poet Hesiod in the 8th century BC. Parts of Theogony are tinged with ambiguity, and the nuance in some of what is said is still debated today. What's unequivocal is that chaos was the first entity to exist, but less clear is what came afterwards. Chaos is the great void that independently manifested itself and existed before anything else. But as for what happened next, different interpretations are spawned from vagueness and obscurity. The next three gods to emerge are Gaia, the earth, Tartarus, the abyss beneath the earth, and Eros, sexual love or attraction. As for how these three gods came to be, there are two views. One is that they also independently manifested themselves, able to do so in the endless expanse constituted by chaos. The other is that they are the children of chaos, begotten rather than bringing themselves forth. Therefore, some believe chaos to be the ultimate source of everything, while others believe chaos, Gaia, Tartarus, and Eros to be of equal standing the four primordial pillars, most fundamental and foundational to the universe. From Chaos alone came Erebus, Darkness, and Nyx, Night. And from Gaia alone came Uranus, the Sky, Uria, Mountains, and Pontus, the Sea. Following the advent of these gods, there followed a time of divine coupling. Erebus and Nyx came together to produce Aether, the bright upper atmosphere, and Hemera, Day. And Gaia and Uranus came together to produce the twelve first-generation titans, the trio of Uranian Cyclopes, and the trio of Hecatonchores. There were yet more children to come, but here is where we are going to cut off the genealogy. Based on what's written in Hesiod's Theogony, the matter of chaos seems cut and dried. However, this ceases to be the case when other subsequent works are explored. These will introduce us to three alternative conceptions. Chaos as the offspring of Kronos, the primordial personification of time, chaos not as the great void, but as the totality of undifferentiated elements that were used to shape the universe, and chaos as the lower layer of air that encased the world. We are going to cover these in the order they were just listed, and to begin we are going to have to spend a little time on what Orphism was. Orphism centers on Orpheus, a legendary figure known for his musical mastery and poetic prowess. On the day of his wedding, his wife Eurydice was bitten by a snake. She quickly succumbed to the venom and died, but Orpheus, racked by sorrow though he was, was undeterred, pursuing the soul of his beloved into the underworld. He entered the domain of the dead through a cave and braved the thonic depths without even a single thought wasted on self-preservation, mesmerizing the spirits of the deceased along the way with his melodious voice and superb strumming of his lyre. He came to the Hall of Hades, who was enthroned next to his queen, and beseeched the pair to allow him to depart with the soul of his wife. 
The supplication was indulged, but not without a stipulation. If Orpheus looked back even once before returning to the land of the living, Eurydice's soul would be forfeit, irreversibly claimed and lost to him forever. The question of whether his wife was actually just behind him plagued Orpheus's mind the whole way out. And unfortunately, the entrance in sight, success tantalizingly close, fear got the better of him. He looked back and what he saw was Eurydice sinking into shadow. Because Orpheus, as the story goes, entered the underworld, spoke with Hades, and then managed to get out, it was thought that this experience, though harrowing and heart-wrenching, was a blessing of sorts, bestowing him with otherworldly knowledge about life, death, and the soul. In this way, Orpheus was the prophet of Orphism, all of its teachings stemming from him. Orphism can be thought of as an offshoot of mainstream Greek mythology. The promulgation of it goes at least as far back as the 6th century BC. Some Greeks were drawn to it because it offered them the prospect of salvation, promising a preferred fate after death than what was entailed in what could be called Orthodox Greek mythology. One of the most important aspects of Orphism is its alternative cosmogony, which takes Hesiod's theogony and puts its own spin on it, tacking on its own ideas to the beginning so that they were positioned in presupposing fashion. Here's a passage from classical myth that outlines the changes made by the Orphics, which, as you'll see, have Kronos, the primordial personification of time, as the first god, not chaos. In the beginning was Kronos, time, perhaps meaning time without end. From time sprang ether, radiance, probably the upper atmosphere, chaos, and Erebus, darkness. Kronos now forms an egg inside the ether, from which sprang Phanes, he who appears, the bisexual creator of all that exists, a radiant being with the heads of various animals and golden wings. Phanes gave birth to Nyx, night, then on Nyx begat Gaia and Uranus. Then follows the Hesiodic myth of the struggle between Kronos and Zeus. To reconcile Hesiod's account with the Orphic version, Zeus is said to swallow Phanes and make the world anew, the world we live on. In addition to Chaos, as either the first god or as the son of Cronus, the Roman poet Ovid, in his Metamorphoses, produced in the first century BC, furnishes us with yet another version. As recounted in his work, Chaos is the first entity to exist, coming before everyone and everything else. But instead of being the great void in which everything emerges and exists, he is a primordial and undifferentiated mass, constituting every mote of matter and particle of energy, combined into inert homogeneity. The elements existed, earth, sea, and sky existed, but because of how they were melded and mingled, nothing could come of them, awaiting the catalyst of a creator as a lump of clay awaits the hands of a sculptor. Incidentally, this conceptualization aligns with the beliefs of ancient Egyptian mythology, whose own abstraction was the waters of noon, an infinite body of water that contained all the potential of creation. Here's the passage from Metamorphoses that describes chaos and the commencement of creation. Before land and sea and the all-covering sky were made, in the whole world the countenance of nature was the same, all one, well-named chaos, a raw and undivided mass, not but a lifeless bulk, with warring seeds of ill-joined elements compressed together. No titan, Helios the sun, as yet poured light upon the world. No waxing Phoebe, Selene the moon. Her crescent filled the new. 
nor in the ambient air yet hung the earth, self-balanced, equipoised, nor Amphitrites, the seas, arms embraced the long, far margin of the land. Though there were land and sea and air, the land no foot could tread. No creature swim the sea, the air was lightless, nothing kept its form, all objects were at odds, since in one mass cold essence fought with hot, and moist with dry, and hard with soft, and light with things of weight. This strife a god, with nature's blessing, solved, who severed land from sky and sea from land, and from the denser vapors set apart the ethereal sky, and, each from the blind heap resolved and freed, he fastened in its place appropriate in peace and harmony. Finally, there was also a conceptualization of chaos in which he was the lower air that encased the earth, his own vastness in turn encompassed by ether. And that's it for this video. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe. Thanks for watching.